0: Good morning. Let's stand again and let's open our Bibles to John chapter 10. John 10:10, 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Father, we thank you for your great promises for us. We thank you that you care for every one of us. We are amazed that you know our names, you know our hearts, you know our desires. And you have a plan for us. Father, we're we're amazed that you would speak life to each one of us and give us purpose and direction. And so today, Father, we just ask you to uh, speak unto our lives and let our hearts be open to you, Let your will be done among us. And Father, let us grow as a body of believers and grow as individuals. In Jesus' name. Amen. According to 2 Timothy, it's God's desire that you would be fully equipped, complete for every work, every good work you would face in this life, whether that's in relationships, whether that's with your children, whether that's walking through this earth, that God wants you to be complete. We want that for you as well, and we recognize that where that comes from is uh, from the Word of God. A person's not going to complete you. God and His Word will bring completion uh, to your life. And so in in an effort to, to really help us in a day and age where the world is pointing us away and our culture leads us away from the fullness of what God would tell us, we're really focusing our efforts and our attentions here at Calvary on giving you every opportunity to know the Word of God and to know, to foundationally know what you believe and why you believe it past just a surface knowledge but to a a knowledge that will help you be able to defend your faith and and stand upon your faith. That's why we started the classes on Wednesday night that we call Equip. And uh, we're going through a beginning series right now on what we believe. All of that will expand uh, in the weeks ahead, and we encourage you to come and be a part of those on Wednesday night. Uh, it's why even tonight, we'll come together and pray, as Sonia already said, and we'll pray for ourselves, we'll pray for our country, we'll share communion together tonight. We believe prayer changes us. We believe prayer changes our church and our families, and we believe prayer Uh, Change the world. We've had some wonderful times in prayer this week around these altars with uh, different ones. And Monday night, as families came together and prayed, it was a a rich time to see uh, moms and dads talking with, praying with, speaking life into their children's life. It was just a a fabulous time. But we're also, at this point in time, uh, starting what we call starting point so that anybody who is new to our church, new to our fellowship, can come in and in four weeks really begin to understand the foundational pathway to spiritual development in their life. We've been taking time on these couple of Sunday mornings to begin walking through uh, that process. Calvary's starting point offers information and experiences designed to help you discover And develop your redemptive purpose and live the full life God wants for you. Our process, as we've said, is made up of four steps which guide you to follow Jesus, connect to the church, discover your purpose, and serve others. In Hebrews chapter 6, it says, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. So for us, on the first Sunday of every month, we'll, in the, in the uh, Welcome Center, back in the back, there'll be a class that will be taught there that's about how to know God. And if you, didn't, if you missed that a couple of weeks ago, then on you know, the first week of each month, that class will be offered. You can jump in there in, in February next week uh, at 10.30 or the week after and pick up on that class. This, this step explains the spiritual journey that god has for each of us and invites you to follow jesus personally and publicly now when you came in the door today you should have gotten a card i hope you got it did everybody get the card has four little three little if you missed the card raise your hand ushers can you bring some of these down even while i'm talking today do that so keep your hand up long enough for them to spot you and come down On this card, there's there's three questions. And one of them is, do you need to be water baptized? If you've been born again since, uh, if if you've been born again, you've not been baptized after you were born again, after you accepted Christ as your Savior, we would tell you, you need to publicly proclaim the name of Jesus and that you've accepted Him as your Savior. And so I would encourage you to put your name on there and just check that little box that says Water baptism, and we'll be in touch with you and talk to you about that. This class about knowing God and about publicly proclaiming God happens on the first Sunday of each month. On the second Sunday is step two, which is about connection and community. This step is basic information about the ministry of the church and shows you how to connect, how to get involved in the fellowship and it become uh, part of your life your family. Step two happens uh, on the second Sunday of each month. And this is where we begin the membership process. If you are not a member of our church and you're interested in being a member, this is where that begins. And on the card you have right there in front of you, uh, there's a place where you can check that box and say, I'd like to become uh, a member. We'll be in touch with you and follow up with you and, and walk through this process with you as well. Step three is discover purpose. This step guides you through a discovery of your personality and gifts which point you to your purpose in life. One of the things that we will do in this class typically is there is uh, some questions you can answer. There are kind of a, a personality and gift assessment to help you be able to identify clearly what your gifting is, what God has made you for, and help you find the places where you can express that gift. Now, we're not going to take that assessment in this class, uh, in this setting today. There's just too many of us. But if you would like to take that, if you haven't taken it, once again, on that card, you check on there. I'd like to take a gift assessment and discover what my gifts are so I can know them and begin to keep developing them. And if you do that, we'll be in touch with you and help you uh, to do that as well. This step will happen on the third Sunday of each month. And then step four, serve others. This step offers you the opportunity to become a part of the Calvary team by connecting with a ministry team of your choice and learning how to serve others by using your gifts and living out your purpose. And step four will happen on the fourth Sunday of every month. The big picture goal of starting point is to see every person living God's ultimate purpose for their life, which is to share his love and to make an eternal difference in the life of another person. Now, I'm gonna take you just through a couple of business things here so you understand how we work as a church. And this is just some some real basic information about how we work together and how God forms us together which is uh, basically our our Calvary church government, which was uh, adapted about three or four years ago as we recognized our desire to have a plurality of leadership and to release you as members in your gifting to build the church and to establish the kingdom of God. That believers who invest their heart, time, and money, their family... Uh, their finances, and building the local church, we believe you should have confidence in church leadership, know how the, how, how the church functions. And we want, to, we want you to make sure that, that church leaders conduct themselves with integrity and respect when making the decisions that affect all of our lives and affect the kingdom of God. So in our church government, first of all, we are led by pastors and directors. There's a pastoral staff, and if you get online, Uh, At calvaryspringfield.org, you can see all of our pastoral staff and get their pictures, know who they are. The pastoral staff is led by me, the senior pastor, and and, and then there's pastors and directors. The team, this team oversees the day-to-day ministry and operations of the church. These are men and women that are gifted to bring spiritual leadership to the church they give oversight to all the ministries that are intended to build faith, train in biblical truth, and help people discover and use their gifts to build others up. And any ministry that you're in is going to have some director or, or minister who is leading that ministry and helping with the organization. The church is guided by elders. Again, We believe in a plurality of leadership that no one person uh, carries all the weight and authority of what happens in our fellowship. Not the senior pastor, not a chairman of the board, nothing like that. We believe in a plurality of spiritual leadership of, of men who are leading us spiritually and guiding us. Elders are men of established faith, who give spiritual oversight to the church they protect the doctrine purity and unity of the church these men are nominated by the pastor and the church council and presented to the membership for approval before they begin to serve now i don't know how many of them are in the in the room right now this morning but if you are serve on the eldership team i would like for you to stand right now i know this uh, ten of us all together at the one stand who are here. Uh, I see uh, Al and Phil and Jim. I've I'm, I'm got Paul and Dan over here. Am I missing? Oh, Bob's standing there in the back too. Oh, and Andy way back in the back. So a good number of them are here in this service this morning. Yeah. I want to tell you, these are great guys to work with. They love God. They love you. They love this fellowship. They seriously weigh out the decisions that we have to make, and we beat those things around sometimes longer than we need to. But we keep getting to it until we get to a unified answer. And they are great spiritual leaders for this fellowship. And uh, I encourage you to get to know them. Not only are there an eldership team, but we're also served by a stewardship team. These are people who are gifted to give oversight to the property, ministry needs, and finances of the church. To assure that all ministries of the church are done with proper stewardship of resources. To inspire trust in Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, so that the members of the church will walk in loving obedience to God. All members of the stewardship team are deacons and selected to serve in this position because of their gifting. These are people who give oversight to all of your giving, as you're obedient to God, as Jordan talked today about being obedient to God and giving, they give oversight to it to help us and to guide it out into the ministries and out into the out places that it needs to go so that we can be the most effective at using those resources to be a blessing to reach other people and to take care of people's needs. Now folks, listen to me here quickly. We believe God's blessing follows obedience. I'm, I'm getting a scattering of amens with that. Some of you are holding tight onto the seats right now. Leviticus 27 says this, A tithe of everything belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16:2 says, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be, so that there will be no collecting when I come. So here, here's in a nutshell what we believe. We believe as followers of Christ that God is our provider, that he meets every one of our needs, that he's provided his son for us, and a proper response to that is to obey him with tithe and that every believer is called to tithe into the local storehouse. We believe that not only that, that the Lord will lead us to give offerings. And that may come to the storehouse or it may go other places as the Lord would direct you. And we believe that some, not all, but some people actually have the gift of giving where that God uniquely gifts them and gives them them the ability to have resources or make money and that they're to use that gifting to help take care of people's needs in our city and around the world and to be a blessing to other people. At Calvary, we practice tithing to support for the support of Christ's body, the church, as God commands. We see giving 10% of our income as a biblical standard and as a right response to God providing life and all good things to us. We bring our tithe to, the him, to him, and the church uses it to minister to others. The giving of tithe and offerings is, I want you to really capture this, is worship to God. It's a recognition. You've given me everything. And my proper response is to be a blessing as you have blessed me. We believe that giving uh, is is a full expression of our faith and our relationship. It's just a very practical way To show our faith in God week in and week out. Giving is an act of worship, an expression of gratitude, and a response of obedience towards God. And as you heard Jordan say today, we believe it brings a blessing back into our life. Not always in dollars and cents as raises in new jobs. But we all know the saying, money can't buy Everything. But the blessing of God can. The blessing of God can bring everything that we need into our lives. And so we practice that at Calvary as one of our acts of worship and obedience. This is not about equal giving. It's about equal obedience. We recognize that biblically some are gifted to make money to obtain resources, to be used and to bless others. So some not only tithe, But there are many in our church who use their skills, their business, their training to bless the church. There are many things that we're able to do because there are men and women in this fellowship that use their talents and just use them and don't charge the church for it because they want to see the kingdom of God advanced. And I'm thankful for those men and women who do that. With all of this happening, accountability is important. As people give their time and their resources, as they use their businesses or their, their equipment or their skills or whatever to bless the church, as, as you give of your tithe, we believe that accountability is proper. And that's what the stewardship team does. It, it takes a look at these things and recognizes these things and makes sure that we're looking and saying, what is the best way for us to use the resources God's given us. And so we want you to be comfortable with that. We want you to be aware of that. And we challenge you and call you to be obedient to what the Bible says. Here's one of our standard sayings around here. If we can, if we, whatever you were taught in your past, leave it outside, come inside and look at what the Bible says. If the Bible says do it, do it. If I get up here and I can defend what I'm saying to you by what the Bible says and show you that the Bible says it, then you better do it. If I get up here and I can't defend it by what the Bible says, you're welcome to ignore it and have no worries or no fears. But if the Bible says it, what we're talking about is what God's telling us of how his kingdom works. And we need to obey him in the kingdom, amen? Amen. And so I challenge you to 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 put your faith in God and to trust him. We also believe that we are strengthened by deacons. Now, this is a ministry that's really in development with us. Uh, As as we said, we reorganized things a couple of years ago. Some of our our people who serve on the deacons are, are really out in the ministry areas and working hard in them now. Some of them are still trying to really organize this and make this happen. But we believe that all ministries are important. And so we believe that men and women of recognized gifting are supposed to be used in the church to bring wisdom and creativity to the ministries of the church and to support the ministry leader to fully accomplish the work of the ministry. So deacons, are, these are, are men and women, they are called to help keep the ministry moving towards a recognized vision. Deacons are called to be spiritual leaders to bring life to the ministries of the church. Deacons are nominated out of the membership and recognized by the membership for service. So again, if you're not a member, uh, we hope you'll want to join us. There's a card. After you fill this card out, you will have a meeting with a staff member and we'll go over our membership covenant and statement of faith. We would normally do that in this class, but again, time doesn't allow us to go through every one of those steps uh, today. Making a difference. We believe all of us were created to make a difference in the life of another person. That God has a place for you where your unique abilities and passion can impact the lives of others. We believe your life will never make sense until you find develop and fulfill that purpose. That there'll always be something missing in your heart. You'll never find fullness of life until you develop that. In Ephesians chapter 2 it says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Why were we created? For good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Acts chapter 20 says, but I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says this. Now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit. There are varieties of service but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, as we hear this, we don't believe God leaves us in the dark. We believe you should know what your gifting is. You should be aware of what your passions are. And you should be aware of the most fruitful place of service that you can give to the kingdom of God. And that when you find that and know that and walk in that, it won't be a duty, it'll be life. It'll be where you find the fullness of God's blessing in your life. So hear me, we believe that... Every member, every, every Christian is a minister. We believe that every task is important. If it's not important, let's stop doing it. And we believe that every member, every Christian is a 10 in some area. There is a place of service that you can walk in where not only will you find fulfillment, but the people you're ministering to will be grateful and excited that you're there doing it. We want to help you discover what you're created to do and to find the place to serve others. And again, if you don't know that yet, you need to check that little box that says spiritual assessment and we will help you begin to discover what your giftings really are. Now, ministry desire is both a sign and evidence of being born again when i become born again and the spirit of christ is alive in me the natural one of the natural outcomes of that one natural outcome is i begin to get convicted of sin and want to turn from it. And another natural outcome for that is I begin to want to be like him and who he is, is one who serves others' needs. So I want to find that place and walk in. it. Listen, there's a difference between the person who has, given, who has been given new life in Jesus and the one who has not opened their heart to Jesus. The sin nature is centered on self. I am at the top of my concerns. What is best for me is what drives my life. And I'm willing to ignore other people's needs. I'm willing to dismiss other people's needs. I'm willing to lie. Some are willing to cheat or steal or threaten or murder to get what they want. But what the other people's needs are never what, at the center of it all, even at its most purest form, Others needs at the center of it all isn't about what my life's about. We're filled with lust for self, and we're dry, we're driven, even when we do good things, for what we can get out of it. Lust can never be satisfied. The lust of the heart is ever demanding and is never fulfilled. God heals our nature and fills our heart with love. He transforms us from these people who are driven from the sin nature to a people who are filled with his presence, who find fullness in him and have his nature in us which makes us see others completely differently than we saw them before, which transforms what drives our life and what becomes important into our life and now we find this love for others in our life love finds joy and fulfillment in service so we need to to recognize and look in our hearts and say where am I have I really been born again do I really have this drive to to serve others and if I don't if I don't why don't I if I'm like Jesus and he came to seek and to save the lost, he came to serve our greatest need. Why is his heart not beating inside of me? And what do, what do I need to do? So, here is why we discover our gifts. In Ephesians 2:10 again it says, "For we are create we are his workmanship" Created in Christ Jesus for, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So here's one of the reasons we want to discover our gifts. You have been created for ministry. That's what God made you and created you. First Peter 4.10 says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of gifts. Use them well to serve us. To serve one another. We have been gifted by God. Created by God. Gifted by God for ministry. John 15 uh, verse 8. Jesus says this. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. It's in the use of our gifts that we glorify God. It's where we prove our faithfulness and what God has done for us and our discipleship that we are growing in Him because our nature has been changed and it brings glory and honor to God, which is our chief calling. Colossians chapter 3 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance of As your reward, you are serving the Lord Jesus. We will be rewarded for our ministry. You'll be rewarded for those places where you use your gifts to bless others. John chapter 4 says, Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? He said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. This is what we've been talking about in this section. We find fulfillment. You'll find fulfillment in life, purpose in life, a settledness in life of what your life is about and why you exist. When you know your gifts, use your gifts to bless others and glorify God by using your gifts. You'll go home at night going, That was a good day. That was a good day. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says this This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. We have a responsibility to use our gifts for the glory of God's kingdom. When we come to Christ, we receive the great gift of salvation. When we come to Christ, we receive the honor of getting to walk through our life in the presence of God. Where we can cry out to him and he strengthens our life and moves in our presence, and moves in us to strengthen our hearts, heals us of our bitterness and our wounds and our, the abuses of this world, we get to walk in the presence of God. If you're sitting here today and you're hurting, something's abused you or wounded you, we want you to know in the presence of God, you'll find healing. And when we come to Christ, we get to live with the great hope of heaven. We also become healed. let me say that again when we surrender our life to Christ it is exactly that we're surrendering our life to Christ and we now belong to him we answer to him he's our lord he's our boss he's our commander in chief and he's created us calls us given us the tools laid before us the way To do good works in Christ Jesus to build others up. We are no longer spectators in this world of the hurting of this world. We're no longer victims in this world of the hurt and the pain of this world. But we are ones who possess the power to bring deliverance to others through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So here's what we want you to capture. Discovering and using your gifts is what gives life purpose while we wait for him to return. How many of you have discovered that to be true in your life? Amen? We want that for everybody who walks in there. See, this is part of this four-step journey. You've got to know God. You've got to be connected to the body. You've got to discover your purpose and begin to use it for the sake of others, if you're going to become complete and fully equipped as you walk through this earth. And let me remind you, there's a lot of controversy going on today about what's happening with our country and with uh, letting people into our country. I would just remind you today that when you stand at the gate of heaven, there will be extreme vetting If your name's not in the Lamb's book of life, friend, if your name's not in the Lamb's book of life, you'll find yourself turned away at the gate. But if your name's in the Lamb's book of life, no matter where you've come from, no matter what your background is, no matter what color of skin you have, no matter what economic place you come from, no matter where you come from, you are welcome in But your name is has to be in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Let's stand together today and pray. Father, we just walked through some things about how our church functions just to bring stability and health and to help everybody know that they, how, how we function as a body. Lord, you've watched today as we've talked about discovering our purpose, and Father, there are many, many, many people in this church, hundreds of people in this church who are walking in their purpose that we couldn't do all the things we do today without your gifting being upon them. And so we just pray for those men and women serving in ministries all through this fellowship, all around this community, that your hand of blessing would continue on them, that you would continue to strengthen them And that, Father, they would hear that whisper from time to time in their heart of well done, good and faithful servant. Father, for others, uh, there may be others here today that need to discover what those gifts are that haven't stepped out and begun to be used of you. And, Father, I just pray that today, Lord, you would speak to our hearts and begin to put us in a place. Let us get hungry to discover our purpose. And Father, for all of us, let us know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life because we've taken the step to put our faith in Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. And Father, we're choosing to follow him in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask our prayer teams to come down front today. This week, I stopped by Hope Thrift Store. They've been doing some remodeling out there. If you haven't been out there, you need to go by. And as I was walking through the store and kind of talking to some people, uh, I was introduced to a man. And uh, they, they, they introduced me and he said, you know, I've been wanting to meet you because I've never, never met you. And we stood there for a moment and he began to tell me about his life. And uh, he, he just shared with me some hurts and some pains, and some things that went in his life. And he said, you know, I had somebody tell me I needed to come out here to the hitting center. He wasn't looking for baseball lessons. He said, I heard there was a Bible study out here. And I came out and met the Browns and met some other, And God is just doing a work in my life. And I'm just sitting in the sand there going, wow, here you go. Here are people using their gifts, using their talents, you see what God's called them to do, and here's a life that's being changed. I, I want to challenge. God has a place for all of us where lives will be changed. Now it starts with you surrendering your life to Christ. If you haven't done that, listen, the day is quickly coming when all of us are going to stand at the gates of heaven. And the only pass in is that we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. If you haven't done that, because this, we want to help you make this decision to follow Christ. But today, whatever need you have, whatever you're going through, we believe prayer makes a difference. God bless you today. I love you. So does the Lord.